Little Princess from Echoes of the Forest by William Edgar Brown Read for LibriVox.org by Adrian Stevens In the year of 1800 a little girl was born on the banks of the Grand River where waves the ripening corn. Her father was a trader, a noted Frenchman he. Her mother was a princess and lived in a teepee. In this beauteous fairy region the glad days swiftly flew, as along the shore she paddled in her light birch-bark canoe, and often with her father on his trips she sailed to larger cities on the white-winged sailing ships. When twelve years old this maiden the wondrous sights to view, full thousand miles a journey took, in her birch-bark canoe, and as they journeyed day by day, strange sights they saw on the voyage from Grand River to the Straits of Mackinaw. Two trusty Indian warriors the princess to convey upon the long, long journey which lasted many a day. Her father did provide her to paddle her canoe and guide her safely on her way, the whole long journey through. Then, drifting down the river, one glorious summer day, they entered Old Lake Michigan and gladly took their way. To northward then they steered their bark, a blanket for a sail, and swiftly skimmed along the lake, borne by the southern gale. At night their bark they anchored in some sequestered bay, they built a blazing campfire and camped at close of day. They cooked their game and rested neath the sky, nor heeded they the wolf's lone howl or the eagle's piercing cry. As their canoe proceeded, there chanced to cross their way full many a band of savages, all decked in feathers gay, so small they looked upon the plain, they seemed to be a fleet of white-winged vessels upon a distant sea. The geese flew over with a loud cry to light in pastures green, the turkeys too in forms grotesque, they heard the eagles scream, while to the clear cool water came the deer, and bears and wolves and foxes, seeming to feel no fear. They told the maiden many a tale of legendary lore, of strange events that happened upon that very shore. They told her of the Medicine Lodge and the North Star, of Baswaway, the Echo, whose shrill voice sounds afar. As north their bark they guided, borne by the balmy air, they neared a point, the Indian said, was known as Sleeping Bear, and lying there upon the mound, through weather foul or fair, unmindful of the winds that blew, they saw a huge black bear. So then the warriors told the maid the legend of the bear, and that for full two hundred years she had been sleeping there to guide the hardy mariner safely to shore when raging storms were on the deep and angry billows roar. That many, many moons ago a famine swept the land, 
upon the whole Wisconsin side, and men on every hand were dying for the want of food, while beasts were starving too. Then turned they to fair Michigan, where bounteous harvest grew. That longingly a mother bear and two young cubs pressed sore with hunger, and in sore distress gazed on the distant shore of verdant, fruitful Michigan, where the trees with perfumed flowers and golden fruit waved in the balmy breeze. At last by hunger overcome, the mother going before, a little one on either side, they started for the shore, when only twelve miles from the goal one cub went down. They swam but two miles farther, and the other one was drowned. With trembling limbs and heavy heart, the mother reached the shore, then crept she to a resting place that looked the waters o'er. She faced the restless waters that covered her young, nor heeded she the mournful dirge the angry sea had sung. Lo, as she gazed upon the lake, where glide the birch canoes, two beauteous islands slowly rose, they are the Manitous, home of departed spirits. Mark the graves of the two young bears that struggled hard, but sank beneath the waves. At last the faithful voyagers had reached the long-sought isle, to meet the anxious father and greet him with a smile, but scarcely had they landed, till a strange sight they saw, for the British had invaded the Isle of Mackinaw. At the fort was great excitement, and danger threatened all. The trader asked the Indians to hasten to St. Paul, and convey the little princess unto another coast, where lived her elder brother, who kept a trading post. It was a perilous journey for them to undertake, with such a precious passenger whose life would be at stake. But his offer was so generous, and they loved him so, that on the dangerous journey they were resolved to go. Skirting the northern border, they sailed into Green Bay, Fox and Wisconsin rivers, then seemed their nearest way, on Mississippi's bosom broad, then they glide, soon then in St. Paul's harbour, their bark was safely tied. A few years then she tarried, till she was older grown, then she returned to Mackinaw, where tender care was shown. The famous Madame La Framboise took the child, and taught her French and useful arts, Thus fortune on her smiled. For fifteen years a school she kept in old St. Ignace town, where in her home she entertained the men of great renown. She dined with President Taylor and King Strang, with Cass and other notables, and all her praises sang. Now this Sophia Bailey, the little Indian maid, was famous in those early days, and many friends she made. She married Henry Graveract, a soldier's son, and from the stories which she told, these pretty legends come. 
Now John C. Wright, her grandson, a well-known man is he, author of Northern Breezes and of The Crooked Tree, has rendered to his country a service great, as he from lips of grandmother these stories did relate. This Indian maid has passed away, likewise the woman old. Long has her form been lying beneath the darksome mould, but the wondrous legends which she told ne'er will die, but to the earth's remotest bounds like carrier doves will fly. Tis said that once great Caesar's word might stand against the world, that through the word of prophecy Messiah's flag unfurled. So may a poem winged with power leap the sea, and unto millions of the earth a guiding angel be. End of Little Princess This recording is in the public domain.